Welcome to The Wrap, a Warren Averett podcast for business leaders designed to help you access vital business information and trends when you need it so you can listen, learn, and then get on with your day. Time is tight. That's why our advisors have wrapped up today's most timely topics into a podcast with actionable advice. Now, let's get down to business. Hey, Kim. Hey, Paul. How are you today? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to be back with a with another podcast. I love recording these. Always nice to see you, hear you, and um, and be with our guests. And I think we have some really awesome guests with us today. Absolutely. And um, I'll, I'll just go ahead and quickly jump into to those guests that are with us. Um, you know, today we're we're talking to kind of a um, a different type of of organization. We've got two guests really. Um, with us. Um, we're going to be talking to Drew Honeycutt with uh, Innovation Depot here out of Birmingham, uh, as well as Cecilia Pearson uh, with Baby Palooza, which is one of the um, startup companies that, that, that is inside Innovation Depot. It's a great place. It's a great incubator here in the Southeast uh, with a lot of early stage companies and kind of helping them grow and programming for them. And so um, uh, Cecilia and Drew, we're happy to have you all with us today. Thank you so very much for having me. Thank you for having me. And also with us today is, is Hanny Ackle. He's a, a returning uh, guest uh, on our podcast, has been on several with us. Uh, he leads our transaction advisory services practices, which focuses on buy side and sell side transactions with, um, with owners and trying to create value. Um, and through his learning coordinator um, perspective, he, he kind of helps a lot of companies in, in these phases, right? That are working at an innovation depot, um, trying to help them build value and focus on, you know, the technology that they want to, they want to get to. So we're happy to have you with us today, Hanny. Thanks. Glad to be here, Paul. So Cecilia, we'll just start with you. And um, if you can just help the listeners um, understand a little bit more about your company and what your company's mission is and, and tell us a little bit more about the operations. Um, so Baby Palooza is a, um, it's a community platform for new and expectant parents. And so we specifically help First-time moms get the information and resources they need for the journey. Uh, we provide everything from guides to help her know what products she needs to buy to uh, now we've added pregnancy and parenting courses. We call that Baby Palooza U. And because, you know, we provide all of these resources for our moms, we also happen to be a great vehicle for the uh, companies and brands that also want to engage the mom. So we kind of have a you know, a consumer, um, the moms, the user, and then businesses that want to um, kind of connect to her. That's I awesome. love the name. I love Baby Palooza U. Yeah, all awesome. about fun. Yeah, those, those are awesome uh, um, way to connect with, with folks as they need it. And um, I'm sure starting up um, was, was not as easy as, as people think it is, but you probably had some help there at Innovation Depot. So I'll, I'll kind of jump to our other guest, Drew Honeycutt. Drew, kind of what is uh, Innovation Depot and what was that relationship you had with Cecilia and Baby Palooza? Yeah, Innovation Depot is a 140,000 square foot incubation center here in downtown Birmingham in the heart of our innovation district, which we call Switch District. And we help entrepreneurs take their ideas and incubate them into scalable businesses. And so we show them how to build a prototype, uh, take that prototype and, and test and go to build an MVP and really take it through the process to market validate, find product market fit, define a go-to-market strategy and get that business quickly to a point where it's scalable. And so CC and Baby Palooza are a prime example of the 
companies that go through our programming or and are a part of our community here in the Innovation Depot. Um, CC and Baby Palooza were a part of our Velocity Accelerator program. It's uh, one of the, it may, I think it's the only funded accelerator program here in the state currently. Um, and it's a 13 week program. She went through it a couple of years ago. And the, the whole point is to accelerate the growth of a company, which she has done. She um, entered the program and exited the program with a really clear definition of where she needed to go and she's executing on that. And so we're really excited to have companies like Baby Palooza here in the Innovation Depot to not only be a part of our community and learn from what we're doing, but to share their knowledge with others in the community. So Cecilia, um, this pandemic has impacted every company and you know some more than others, but I'm certain that you and Baby Palooza didn't get out of uh, this pandemic, you know, being unharmed in some ways. So can you tell us a little bit about how the company has been impacted by the pandemic and if you've adapted in any way as a result of going through this strange and unusual time in our history? Yeah, so what's interesting about us is, is Drew just mentioned that. So two years ago, um, you know, we went through the Velocity Accelerator because, you know, the company has existed for a long time as, you know, a basic uh, lifestyle business. But, you know, I told people, um, you know, you have to kind of change or you become irrelevant. And so we knew we needed to, um, you know, shift to technology to be able to make it another 15, 30 years. And so we were in that process. Um, and so because of velocity, you know, we, you know, I, I tell people it's like, you know, how you have these big businesses like McDonald's and Panera where they tear the whole business down so they can build a new one. And it, and it has, you know, so we were in that process. And so our big idea was that now that we had a digital platform is that we were going to use our live events. And so we did baby expos in 12 cities and four states. So starting in March of this year, this was going to be our big uh, swan song, you know, so starting in March, we were going to use these wow, events. Wow, the timing was impeccable. Yeah, we were going to use these events for user acquisitions to have these big fun, um, you know, kind of pep rallies to get people on the platform. And so a week before our first event, we all had to go into the house and I thought, how can that happen wow. to me? So, um, you know, that was crazy. But the good part of it is because we had invested the last 24 months in technology, we were actually ahead of the game um, in being able to onboard moms, you know, when they were looking for um, a digital uh, platform to be a part of. So we saw over 439% growth in our users without actually having to hit the road. So that was a, a plus for us. So you were prepared for something and you ended up being prepared for something else. So you didn't know at the time that you were preparing yourself for a pandemic, but thankfully you had done the work leading up to it and the positioning was, was right. Yeah, it was right. And we're still, you know, like, again, you know, we had 12 events scheduled. And so right now what we're doing is just really uh, becoming a fully virtual company. And so this was on the roadmap, but not for 2020. This was something that we were going to ease into um, that we just had to do quicker. And so, you know, as the news kept coming that, you know, this was not going to be a quick uh, rebound, we decided to cancel all the live events, go fully virtual. And for us, it's, it's been very interesting. So before we were fully virtual, a lot of our clients were, you know, the health systems and the insurance companies, uh, companies that are really very much impacted by COVID, and they're having to pull back 
their marketing and advertising and connections, but the companies that are not pulling back are looking for resources like us. So the CPG market, so your big stroller companies and car seat companies that used to use trade shows and other vehicles that they don't have, have now been coming to us wanting to make that connection. So again, we, uh, you know, if we can maintain the momentum, we're in a perfect position. So Drew, uh, how does this story compare to the other stories of, of other businesses inside the depot? I'm sure that they're all following very much a similar um, uh, life cycle right now. Yeah, you're right. This is very similar to a lot of the companies that are in the Innovation Depot where um, their businesses have been affected. And, and there are some that were uh, in the process of, like Cecilia was saying, in the process of pivoting their business prior to uh, COVID. But then there's a lot that are uh, in the process now of trying to figure out how are we going to how are we going to make this pivot and come back um, stronger than we were before. Uh, we do have, as I mentioned, we have a lot of life science companies in the depot. And so some of those companies have actually been accelerating their growth during COVID. So you have companies like BioGX and, and a couple of others that are really focused on COVID testing. And so uh, they've ramped up their productions and uh, BioGX, for instance, they're producing over 500,000 test kits a day um, out of here in the Innovation Depot. And so there's some people are not as in the building, but then we also have a lot of new people that are in the building um, for the companies that are hiring. So Hanny, um, you know, you work with a variety of types of companies from different industries and uh, different sizes, but, you know, how does this situation align with, you know, your view of how similar organizations have been impacted and how they've adapted and pivoted during this time? Yeah, definitely. We do see a variety of, of companies in all industries, all sizes, uh, we actually work with uh, several of the companies that uh, Drew and the Innovation Depot have, and in, including with Cecilia. I guess don't don't get what I'm about to say wrong, but it goes along with what Cecilia said earlier that COVID was a bit of an equalizer, is the way it seems. Um, those companies that reacted swiftly, strategically, creatively uh, are now able to compete on a larger scale. And uh, I guess just thinking about how they've, they've adapted their companies, they've come out stronger, leaner, better. Um, those are words that we continue to use with these companies that have, have really embraced the situation and, and pressed forward. And so if there was a silver lining in this, what appears to be you know, a very, very terrible situation, uh, I would say that's it. Uh, as far as just helpful hints on how to improve companies and whatnot, we did record another podcast earlier in the in the year on that, and so I would encourage listeners to go go listen to that one if they have some time to get some helpful hints on on ways to improve their businesses as well. So, Hanny, that's that's helpful. And just as a follow up, what what insights do you feel like other organizations can take away from Baby Palooza and you know this how they've adapted and and Drew sharing how other companies at the Innovation Depot have adapted. What do you feel like other organizations can take away from, from them? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I got to say, in, in this particular situation, it's impacted all businesses. And Drew said it earlier, you know, either positively or negatively, uh, almost every company of any size, any industry has been impacted by this. And the one thing that continues to resonate that I see is, uh, is flexibility. I think people have to or businesses, business owners, managers have to remain flexible. And, uh, you know, definitely you have to plan ahead and constantly be strategically thinking. But it's important to remember that adversity comes in many forms and at unexpected times. And so being flexible and nimble 
and adjusting smartly to this ever-changing world is is extremely critical. And so I would say that any company that does that uh, is is able to compete and uh, able to stay in this race and possibly win the race. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Cecilia, flexibility has really been key to Babypalooza's growth and transformation. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about how you got started and how you you adapted your business model to build for growth? Um, so the start of Babypalooza is uh, a little bit different because we did not start as a startup. I have been in business for 15 years. I launched Babypalooza in 2005. And as a single person with no kids, I launched it as a magazine um, because in um, in Birmingham, there wasn't um, anything specific for uh, new and expectant parents. And so I just saw um, a need there and um, I, I started it as a creative outlet. I never again uh, thought about it as a startup. So my, my mission at the time was never high growth or um, you know, scalable or anything like that. I was just doing it as a creative um, outlet. So it existed for many years as a nice um, lifestyle business. Um, after the magazine started, um, again, just in this creative process, I thought, oh, I really want my parents to be able to uh, see the people that they read about face-to-face and be able to ask questions and interact. And so we created this one-day event called Baby Palooza. Um, the first one was um, in a mall. We had over like 100 exhibitors in the aisles of the mall. And um, after doing that for a couple of years, we found people were driving from as far as 100 miles away to come this to these events. And I thought, that's crazy. Why are you coming to these events from far away? But again, that just let us know that there was a need. So, um, you know, we had a lot of people that wanted information, needed help. Um, and, you know, in the Southeast, we were basically the only um, resource that was doing that. So fast forward, nice lifestyle business. Um, it was giving me a, a great income. I worked a few days a week, a few months out of the year and just enjoyed myself otherwise. But um, I, um, you know, came to Innovation Depot and saw lots of other people uh, really scaling their businesses up. And that's when I, you know, just kind of had the aha moment that, you know, first of all, there's so much more that I can be doing with Baby Palooza than what I was doing. And so that's when, and this is probably about, you know, five years ago when we went from doing um, just a few events to um, actually opening up and doing events in different markets. So we started, um, you know, we started doing events not just in Alabama, but in Tennessee and Florida and things like that. And, you know, we would see um, you know, over 45,000 people a year at our live events. And so that was what we became known for. We became known for doing these fun kind of rock star like baby expos for uh, new and expectant parents. And again, fast forward, uh, probably about three years ago when they started Velocity, um, you know, I had that, you know, revelation is that that's the next pivot. We need to have technology because what we were doing, we were seeing these parents once a year you know, again, um, I have pictures of people lined up around the BJCC. We would see three to 5,000 people at just that event alone, but we would see them, get all of this data on them, and then throw it away and say, see you next year. And so that's when, again, I realized that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm missing the whole picture is that 
we have um, this market of um, you know, new and expectant parents that we could be engaging with on a regular basis if we had the platform to do so. And so that's when the journey to uh, move from um, you know, events to uh, a, an app and a digital platform where, um, again, we were gonna use the events as user acquisition, but once they saw us at an event, we were going to stay engaged. So we were going to be able to, um, you know, again, start to grow from just that 45,000 uh, moms we were seeing um, every year to eventually, you know, in my mind, 4.5 million. Because again, you know, when the moms uh, stayed with us, they were going to invite their friends, you know, people are finding out they're expecting every day. So we went from a nice lifestyle business to a really viable scalable business by adding technology. So that's, that's kind of how, you know, Baby Palooza has been evolving over the years. So Drew, um, as a business leader and, and kind of over Innovation Depot, we talked a little bit about Baby Palooza and some of the other organizations there. What takeaways do you have in kind of running this Innovation um, Depot in the years to come? And, and how are you going to adjust how you work with startup companies? Yeah, I think the big lesson for me is that you have to constantly be innovating, that you, uh, the world is not here local anymore. It's a global economy. The world's flat. And so if you're not looking outward and seeing what's happen, happening on a macro level, you'll never know and you'll miss what's happening on a micro level. And the companies that were innovative in their approaches before uh, all this happened, pretty much thrived. If you think about like the restaurants that had digital ways that you could order food, they all did okay. Um, the ones that that have pushed away from innovation all these years, they're the ones that have suffered the most. And so um, I think innovation has equalized the playing field for so many. And I've been so impressed with people that have not had experiences with good experiences with technology in the past, typically older people that they've adapted and they're, and they're forced to, to learn these new technologies. And so um, I, I don't know. I think as a, as a local business owner, uh, especially if you're scaling a business, you need to be looking at the macro economy and the macro uh, just health of the world to see what's happening, because it, what can start in China can quickly be in America and it can be in your back door. So um, I just think it's, it's important for us to all have a very close uh, thumb on that. And, and I will say, Drew, you know, you reminded me of one of my favorite books. That's like a quick 20 minute read is Who Moved My Cheese? Who were, who were the C's and the saws and the hymns and the haws? And, and to me, that's, that is what made these companies. I've been talking to some other um, startups around, around the country and, you know, it's whatever it takes to get it done, they do it. And, and it's, you know, they're, they're not bound by, uh, like you said, um, location and uh, they're not bound by a physical presence. It's just them doing the business. And I think that's, that's important. So Celia, same kind of question to you. Did you have any takeaways, any personal experiences that, that are going to stay with you and impact the way that you run Baby Palooza for the years to come? Yeah, I think my takeaway from this experience is always keep people first. Um, you know, just kind of go for the relationships because I found in, in all the relationships we have, so with the employees, you know, people that I thought would do really well remotely, were not doing well remotely. So there had to be more communication, more touch just slowing down, making sure they were okay, just personally, not just about business. Um, you know, that's not gonna go away. Um, the same thing is, uh, you know, with, the, with my clients and also with our moms. With our moms, we started having a virtual mom's night in on Thursday nights just to let them talk to each other. And we found that 
they tell us it's a lifeline. Like, you know, they have so much many questions for each, each other, you know, what's it gonna be like in the hospital now? You know, like, am, am I gonna get to stay or, do, or am I gonna have to go home right away? They have lots of questions and we're able to kind of provide that. And we have learned so much about what they need and able to provide that on the platform just through having more one-on-one -on -one conversations. And the same thing with my clients, you know, they're in the same boat, you know, they're trying to uh, figure out how to pivot, how to keep things running. And so we've been able to talk to each other, not like as a sales type thing, but, to really just, you know, say, here's what we offer. Here's how we can help. You know, let's, you know, you know, just kind of talk about that. So I have enjoyed, you know, just kind of, um, you know, letting everything fall away except for the relationship and just focusing on relationships. You know, it's so interesting. And on my team um, in Atlanta, we've had five babies born since this whole uh, COVID pandemic started. And uh, we were just talking about that. I was telling them how, you know, I hope they were journaling, you know, so that their child could could know the the world in which they were born into and how unique of a situation it was. And, you know, just the perspective of realizing that you're living through a historical moment in time. And are you kind of writing down your thoughts so that they can pass that along to the next generation and generations beyond them? Because how many of us would have loved to have had, you know, people's perspectives from the 19, early 1900s when the last time something like this really, really happened. So Cecilia, what does the future of your business look like going forward? Um, have you developed a plan for any type of recovery if you needed any type of recovery? Yeah, so our recovery plan is to do um, what we're doing, you know, do everything virtually. Um, you know, as we get traction on this, it's going to be actually a great model for growth. I mean, like I said, this was on the roadmap. It just wasn't here um, as quick as it as it was. And and again, it's 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 opened up a great opportunity because we have the technology. Um, you know, for uh, people who did events, there's a lot of uh, uh, who we consider competitors. If you go to their website now, they just have a closed sign. Wow. You know, because they didn't have the technology to make the pivot. So. Um, you know, we are running as hard and fast as we can to take advantage of this opportunity and make it something that is going to be our next. So Hanny, what advice would you give to organizations, business leaders that are listening right now, you know, as they approach making future plans for their businesses coming out of this? Yeah, as we've said throughout this podcast, it's critical that a business owner or manager um, be creative, be flexible and nimble, be strategic and be steadfast. Stakeholders in your businesses, um, whether it's investors, employees, customers, or vendors, they're going to expect that from you and need it from you. And it's easy to say, um, very hard to do. Uh, so, you know, I, I usually, before we start any sort of strategic planning uh, project, I always start with these couple of quotes that I'm sure all of you have heard, and they're so simplistic, they're, they're kind of funny, but um, I always start with these. A good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow, uh, said by George Patton. And then by failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail, said by uh, Benjamin Franklin. And those are words to live by. Those are words we use all the time before we get going on strategic planning initiatives. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, we've, we've tried to talk to clients for years about planning for kind of a, you know, an unknown and something that's unpredictable. And um, now we've all lived through this to where that question won't seem like a rhetorical question. I think people have learned that you do have to have a plan and you have to have a backup plan and you have to have, you know, a kind of a worst case scenario plan. So 
Um, I definitely think many business leaders are, are walking away from this experience, realizing how important that is. So I'll ask this question both to uh, Cecilia and, and Drew, and I'll ask it to you first, Cecilia, and then Drew, you can just kind of bounce in afterwards. But so here on the wrap, we like to ask our guests to wrap it up in 60 seconds or less, kind of an actionable advice that you would give to the listeners who are business owners. Uh, what would you say from your company story or your personal experience uh, to help others navigate these uncertain times? I would say the willing to be uh, vulnerable, um, to let your employees and customers kind of come alongside you. You know, we're trying um, to go fast and hard to get in front of this, but it's not the same fast and hard as before COVID. I can't get everything done as I would like to. And so I ask for grace to not be superwoman right now. And I try to offer that same grace. And so, um, you know, we've taken our share of mental health day. So it's my advice would be, be okay being vulnerable. So the actionable advice I would give is one, check your digital footprint, make sure that you have, um, that you're on all the social channels, that you have, your business can be found on all the different Google platforms, everywhere that you can be digitally be. Second, create content. Um, it's, it's cheap, it's easy, and that's how people find you. And it's, it's content wins the game. So create content. And third, I would constantly be in communication with others in your community. So find a community and be a part of it because uh, being an entrepreneur is hard and starting a business and running a business is very hard and uh, you don't need to do it alone. So I would highly suggest finding a community, getting plugged into it and, and, and sharing your knowledge and learning from others and, and experiences and just having that on network is, is invaluable right now. Cecilia, Drew, uh, Hanny, it, it, is, it is a pleasure to talk with you all today, and um, thank you very much for being here with us. Thank you for sharing your story, Cecilia, and talking about Innovation Depot, Drew, and um, we just really appreciate your time, and, and good luck with, with your companies going forward. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Kim and Paul. And that's a wrap. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on your streaming platform. To check out more episodes, subscribe to our podcast series, or make a suggestion for other topics to cover, visit us at warrenaverett.com forward slash the wrap.